Hey, I'm Alex Laughlin, and here are four stories you need to know to start your week. Let's start with a quick update from Puerto Rico. The Puerto Rico Electric Power Authority, known as PREPA, has canceled its contract with the Montana firm Whitefish Energy. There were multiple investigations into the process that led to the company's $300 million contract. Ricardo Ramos, who's the CEO of PREPA, made the announcement during a press conference on Sunday afternoon. The contract had been under scrutiny since it was announced last week because of the company's close ties to the Trump administration. The House Committee on Natural Resources is now investigating the contract. Puerto Rico's governor, Ricardo Rosseo, said that he will seek mutual aid from New York and Florida energy authorities to help repair the island's power grid. And here's another story out of Puerto Rico. It's possible that we'll never know how many people died during Hurricane Maria. BuzzFeed News reporter Needy Prakash found this weekend that because Puerto Rico is cremating their dead, most will not be counted in the official death toll. The government says that it's the fault of funeral directors, while funeral directors say they've received no guidance from the government. This is a problem because when death toll numbers are not accurate, it's hard to tell exactly how deadly the storm was. Just last week, President Trump said that on a scale of 1 to 10, he would rate the government's response to the crisis a 10. Meanwhile, hundreds of thousands of people are still without power, running water, and cell service. BuzzFeed News has learned of a series of 13 wire transfers made by companies linked to Donald Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, that officials say are suspicious. Manafort, in case you don't remember, took over Trump's campaign in May of 2016 and was forced to resign just three months later because of intense media scrutiny of his ties to the notoriously corrupt Ukrainian president, Viktor Yanukovych, who was supported by the Kremlin. Now, BuzzFeed News reports that between 2012 and 2013, Manafort moved more than $3 million around the world through offshore bank accounts and a lot of that money ended up in the U.S. Around 2012, federal law enforcement officials began examining these transfers to see if Manafort hid money from tax authorities or helped the Ukrainian regime launder money. These new revelations come as the Mueller investigation into Trump's ties to Russia is intensifying. As of Sunday evening, a spokesperson for Manafort would not comment for the story about the investigation or any of the specific transactions but Manafort has previously denied wrongdoing. This is a story that's going to be big this week, so keep your eye on the BuzzFeed News app for updates. So remember MySpace, the social network before Facebook that no one really uses anymore? Well, over the summer, it actually started to look like it was having a comeback when millions of visitors started coming to its new video page, trendingvideos.myspace.com. But a BuzzFeed News investigation revealed that those page views came from fishy sources that racked up fake ad impressions. Basically, once a user visited the page, it would make it refresh a bunch of times so that it would generate massive amounts of ad impressions without the user having to do anything at all. Those impressions are big bucks for MySpace and its parent company, Time Inc., which makes money based on the number of people who see ads. 
MySpace shut the page down this week, and it says it was completely unaware of and didn't profit from any fraudulent traffic or impressions, and that the video page in question was hosted and managed by a partner and not by MySpace itself. If you love candy corn as much as I do, maybe just skip ahead on this last story. We decided to look into what ingredients are in candy corn because it's not totally clear what it is or what flavor it's even meant to be. So we looked at the classic Brock's candy corn and here we go. There are four different kinds of sugars, sugar, corn syrup, dextrose, and honey. Then there's sesame oil and salt, confectioner's glaze for appearance, and gelatin for texture and mouthfeel. Finally, there are a bunch of synthetic dyes to give the candies that lovely autumnal color. A serving of candy corn has about 7 teaspoons of sugar, which is about as much as a can of Red Bull. They're FDA approved, but there's been some controversy about their safety. Healthy people recommend natural coloring, obviously. I don't know if this changes how you feel about candy corn, but I have a big bag of it on my desk at work and I plan to continue eating it all week. Happy Halloween! For more on the latest stories, download the BuzzFeed News app. And you can find this update reporting to you wherever you like to listen to podcasts.